and good day, eh? Welcome to the Supergood Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. We're here because we wanted to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we want to talk about a couple of things, backpacks and Emily Provincial Park. So Tim is going to talk a little bit about backpacks and backcountry backpacks. All right. So for front country camping, for car camping, you need a backpack more for anything for the activities off site that you're doing. I mean, as far as showing up at your campsite, you can bring it in a garbage bag. It really doesn't matter. It goes from your car in into the tent, right? No, no big deal. If you're jumping on bikes and heading off to the beach or going for a ride or you're going to do some hiking, picture in my mind is having done the crack at Killarney, that hike. Having a backpack's a good thing. It doesn't need to be a big pack. It doesn't need to be an expensive pack. You know, something in the the capacity is rated, certainly here in Ontario, is rated by literage, the liter volume of the size of the pack. Something in a 20 to 30 liters is tons for a day pack for a light hiking what have you as long as it has you know a couple of compartments in it maybe a couple of mesh pockets on the outside for your water bottles maybe a couple of uh, spots that you can clip something like well these days a bottle of hand sanitizer flashlight flashlight yeah no that's great because you do get wrapped up in things and go oh oh, it's getting dark (laughs) or or you're going out to to watch the bats take off for the night you know some bug spray some sunscreen what have you inside you're throwing in some towels potentially some additional water if it's a long hike some snacks that sort of thing so it doesn't have to be it's not rocket science it doesn't have to be awesome anything that the kids are using for school is fine although i tend to take things a little farther than they need to go my two day packs are one's a decine which is more of a denim ish pack so it's a little better wearing but it doesn't fare well in rain have a deuter a 28 liter duder. It's got a mesh screen on it so that it keeps the pack off my back when I'm getting all sweaty. Let's a better airflow. It's got a bit of metal frame inside of it so I can load it down with quite a few things. Uh, it's probably about double the price of the what the Decine was. Osprey, Pagonia. I've read good reviews on those kind of packs. I think that probably covers sort of day packs out for a bike ride, out for a hike. Backcountry is, while they are <laughs> similar, they're a bit of a different deal. You're into bigger packs because you're lugging a lot more gear make sure that they've got good padding in the shoulders that they've got very robust strapping and the stops so that when you tighten up those straps they don't start slipping through when you're doing a two kilometer portage you want a waist belt because you don't want it all sitting on the top of your shoulders and, and trying to you know pull you backwards all the time you want a chest strap so that they're not separating all the time it keeps the load well balanced on you we've got two Two backcountry packs. Uh, one's waterproof. I don't know many different manufacturers. Seal Line, I believe, is one of them. I used to have a seal bag, and then some raccoons made it not be waterproof anymore. But I, right now I have a... 60 or 70 liter mountain equipment rubberized it is it's a rubber bag with straps and some metal supports in it and a waist strap on it you can put a crazy amount of stuff in there and you can kill yourself lugging that around i've seen packs go as big as 120 liters which i can't even fathom dragging that much gear i'll take it in two packs because i'm not interested and our other one which i 
think is a 55 liter. It's a fairly standard one. One of the nice features that it comes with as well as my Deuter day pack. It has a rain cover that pops out of the bottom of it. It's got spring cord in it and think of it as three quarter garbage bag that goes over top of your pack and keeps it your stuff from getting soaked. Going through a portage or out for a hike and it starts raining. You can strap way more stuff to the outside. There's lots of little straps to hold things on. You can have a jangly bear bell working away for you. Maps, saws, things that don't really fit inside of a pack. Also, the pack is divvied up into way more compartments and little compartments within bigger compartments so that you can be very specific about what you have where so that you can access things because you're carrying so much more with you all the time. You need to know where those things are and be able to, in an organized way, be able to access whatever it is, whether it's a map pocket and compass, where your matches are, that sort of thing. Awesome. And so next was Emily Provincial Park, which is just another not too long of a jaunt to get to from Toronto. It's in the Kortha area, so around Peterborough. One of our kids and I went there. We were going to visit a cousin who lived on Pigeon Lake. Because it was nearby, we went and camped overnight at Emily Provincial Park. Emily, as far as amenities, they have biking on the campground roads, which are fairly quiet, but also the Trans-Canada Trail is nearby. It's on Pigeon River, which links to the Trent-Severn Waterway, which then links to Lake Ontario and Georgian Bay. It has a discovery program for kids in the summertime. There's a Learn to Fish program at several of the parks, not just Emily, but there is one at Emily, and it's a two-hour-long free program that teaches people of any age how to fish, and includes use of a rod and reel and tackle box during the duration of that program. So that's fun if you want to learn how to fish. There are two sandy beaches, and there's a dog beach in the day-use area. It's closed in the winter, but you can access the park to use it for your own purposes for cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, or winter hiking. It's just there none of the facilities are open, so the wash are closed and there's no staff there to help you so you're kind of on your own <laughs> peeing in the forest <laughs> yeah so the other kid and i went many years before that and he did the learn to fish no maybe not that park might have been at Grundy. I think it was at Grundy. But it was a very cool thing. It was a two or three hours of they gave him a show through and lent him a rod and a reel and like a small tackle box of stuff. Made sure he didn't hook any of us while he was casting. And it was great. He had tons of fun. And the things I remember most about Emily, you said it's on a river, right? It's on Pigeon River. Okay, so I, I would have said a lake. But I know that there was a very sandy beach, which was quite nice to play around in. And I remember kids digging, you know, moats and filling it up with water and making castles and stuff. There was a reedy area that we fished in and caught a couple of bass, if I'm not mistaken. Sites were were nice. Uh, a little bit of separation between the sites, you know, a row of uh, cedar trees or what have you. Very flat, a bit of gravel, a bit of grass, wide open to the road and to whoever the bonehead across the road was, which were young and playing crappy music until far too late. And I had to have a word with somebody at one point, but then it got quiet. So it was nice. Yeah. And it's not far to travel, like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. It was nice and nice and close. It'll get busy on the weekend because it's so close to TO. And especially these days, it's just, it's insane to book sites anywhere now. Everybody's going camping. It's it's Camping is the only vacation to be had at the moment. So everybody's camping, which we like. You know, it's great that they're getting out. I have to put it out there. I'm a little concerned. We're just ending February and I booked the, 
eight-day canoe trip for the big kid and I. Backcountry camping is not for everyone. It can be a bit of a deal. So I personally think the reward certainly outweighs the additional effort, and I'm not adverse to being away from people. I'm kind of okay with that. I have never had so much trouble trying to book a backcountry trip this year. They were sold out. I spent, I don't even know, a better part of a week up at 7 o'clock every morning, ready to go, two options for Killarney, and I couldn't get anything, anything. So I eventually had to bail from that and go with an option for Algonquin, and even that I had to make two adjustments to the options that we already had in order to book. So we actually now have to drive all the way to Killarney, pick up the canoe, drive all the way back to Algonquin, stay overnight, do a car camping night before we can take off for our canoe trip. Like that's, that's insane. That That's that's crazy. So I'm, what I'm, where I'm going with it is that means there's a way more people backcountry camping this year than I've ever seen before. And if there's that many people backcountry camping, I'm betting there's a whole bunch of new people or people less experienced, which again, I'm happy to see happen. I'm very concerned that they're going out without a clue and we're going to see all kinds of lost people, hurt people. I hope that they take some basic canoe lessons or do some online courses or pick up a Kevin Callan book where he, you know, tries to teach you how to do backcountry camp camping. I thoroughly encourage people to learn before they go. Don't just assume you're going to be able to pull that one off. Be safe, people. We wanted to wrap up with a dad joke. <laughs> and for the record, it wasn't a dad that came up with this, but I quite enjoy it. How do you stop Canadian bacon from curling in the fry pan? I don't know how. <laughs> you take away their little brooms. <laughs> for the non-Canadians listening, Canadian bacon is a particular kind of bacon, also called the female or back bacon. The curling reference is referring to a sport called curling that's played on ice with rocks that you throw down the ice and somebody sweeps a broom in front of your rock to get it to the right spot. Canadians are quite good at curling. We, and we are awesome our, at curling. We're one of, our, one of our sports that we're good at. There's ice involved. And so that, that explains the joke for those that might not get it because they're not Canadian. Which is unfortunate for you, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody can be. That's it for us for today. Uh, please do tune in every week. We try to publish every week. And my name again is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. Please visit our website. Please feel free to email us at hi at supergoodcamping.com. Thanks, and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.